Hey, this is Hank Hill, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Mouse and Weens. <laughs> Thank you, Hank. Hey, everybody, it's Mouse and Weens. This is Joelle. I'm on my own today, but you have reached episode 83, season three. We're talking about homeschooling today because it's on everybody's minds, at least parents, because we have to make a big decision, some of us. Others are being forced to homeschool in a way, and uh, this is a big decision-making time. So I figured I'd put it out real quick, even though Julianne's not here, she's off camping. Everything that we talk about today, I will put in our show notes, so you can find those if you go to mouseandweens.com and then click show notes at the top and look for episode 83. Also, if you do not like commercials, you might want to go to patreon.com slash mouseandweens and for a mere $5 a month, you can be a VIP and get all of these episodes ad free. Please be sure to do your own research too. This is just two friends talking, but here we go. I'm going to be on with my friend who has been homeschooling for many years and she's the best. She's very chill and fun and very sensible about this whole thing. So I figured she could tell me what to expect. So we're going to talk with her. Here we go. Hello. Yes. It's Allie. Hello. This is my good friend, Allie. We have known each other since we were babies. And she has everything figured out in my mind. That's how I see you. I think you've got it all figured out, Al. That's not true, but thank you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it feels that way, though. Honestly, you. So, when did you start homeschooling? Because I do want to figure this out. I'm stuck with this decision. I can't figure out what I should do. Schools are letting us choose going back or virtual learning on their plan, or we could always do our own thing, homeschooling. So, I want to find out more about it. When did you start? Like, what is what led you to do it and all that? Well, first. I think knowing you, you would be so good at homeschooling. It, it's not, it's not hard. Like people think it is at, at all. Really? But um, when I first started, I had a good friend that was homeschooling. Um, she started, she never sent her kids to school. She mm-hmm. always homeschooled them. And so they were the same age as my two oldest ones. And so she was, um, she had done it. And so I started when my two oldest ones were in third grade. Um, and so I had a friend to help me. And I think that is one thing that really helps homeschoolers. If they have somebody that they know that's already been homeschooling, right. um, you don't feel so alone. So that is, I guess it was back in 19 or no, 2004 was oh, when wow. I first started. That I know it was, and it was a big deal. And the reason was you just felt like the environment wasn't well suited for their little personalities, right? Is that kind of? Yeah, because one of them, one of them was starting, and it was only third grade. One of them was mm-hmm. starting to get clicky. She was kind of turning into a mean girl. Uh-oh. She was only eight, <laughs> and one of them was not. Um, she was very, very smart, but she was struggling with just keeping up with just some of the ways that they were teaching her. So I liked the idea of being able to suit it more to their, to both of them. And then also to, um, to spend more time with them because I felt like I was getting them at the worst time of day when they were tired. They were like, not like I dreaded 
picking him up from school. Not to, I loved him, but it was just because it was just such like a stressful time. They were tired. I was getting tired and I felt like I was missing out on so much of so much time with them. Yeah. So that's a really good point. That was how we decided. Yeah. I feel like that too. Often I'll pick him up and we'll fight in the car on the way home and I go, gosh, I should just turn around and drop you back off. Like, this is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to see yeah. you. Now I'm not like, why? But I guess they hold it together all day and then they can let it out when they get home. That makes sense. That's yeah. a good reason to, to think about this. Yeah. So how did you do it then? Because I know I've been looking a little bit online, but I'm just overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start looking. There's programs and then there's, you can do it yourself and you can go through charter schools. Like what, how did you do it? So I, let's see, the first few, the first few years I did it just myself. Um, and then it was, and you're when, perfect especially for this, when they're little. Cause you, sorry, you have your teaching credentials. So you were already used to yes, teaching but high that, school. I think put me at a disadvantage. So I don't think that really? that is a necessary thing because I think you're, you think more outside the box if you're not a teacher, like as a teacher, you think, oh, we have to do this at this time. And, and I know that is what gets a lot of people burnt out on homeschooling, like, because they're trying to recreate school at home. Um. And that is a, and, and I did that. Everybody, I touched that at first. That yeah. is a big burnout, I think. And that, and the first, so the first year was hard until I learned not to do that because you, you can't, you don't have to recreate school at home because you only have your family. So you can do more what works for you. Because yeah. if you're trying to recreate a school at home, it becomes, it becomes a real burden, really. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, when you, what you do, like a lot of the things we did though, that kept it, especially when they're little, when you have them under, I'd say 12, it's really easy to homeschool because you're, because first of all, you're with them so much that you really like being with them. And because you, you won't put up with behavior that you don't like, or at school, they pick up a lot of things and then they bring it home and right. it's annoying or worse and so um so you you really learn how to work with each other and that helps because I know people say oh I can't you know I don't want to be with my kids that much but when you're with them that much you really end up enjoying each other not all the time but a lot of the time and we started doing things like going to the library like even if you took a break back from regular school and took them to the library although I guess with the COVID thing I know you can still check out books and they'll bring them to you. And so, but the library was a big thing where we went for walks. Um, We went through our big thing was the drive through dairy, but we would walk there or just special little things like picnics. And we could, you could still do all of those things right now going for Mm -hmm. nature walks. So if you take a step back from regular school, if you have real young ones, you can do that and kind of get in a rhythm and then you start incorporating things into it. Um, and then one thing we really stuck with was math. Um, we just found which program worked for us, but there's so many, like there's more traditional, there's more hands-on, which I didn't, I never liked that. I liked the just real traditional math, do that at a certain time of day and they do it. And, you know, they, and so if you kind of stick with reading, writing and arithmetic, you will do what you have to do and everything Mm -hmm. else will fall into place. Right. Okay. So now when you picked your curriculum, how did you go about it? You had your friend there to help you. So did she kind of show you the way and like, where yeah, did you Yeah, she told start? me things she liked. Oh, that, I'm still <laughs> learning. So it's different for different kids 
but mm-hmm. of course, if you have some the same age, you want them using the same thing. Mm-hmm. So either you can go to, well, actually, okay, there's something called HSLDA, which is the, um, oh gosh, I should know, but Homeschooling Legal Defense. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the A stands for. Association, Association. I think. <laughs> but uh, yes, they can, oh, they're a great help. If you join that, they will help you choose different curriculum or get you going on things but or you can just look you can try things they used to have um I don't know if they're doing them right now because of the COVID thing but they had um like fairs like homeschool fairs where you could go to different booths and people are showing you what they're selling you really can't go wrong the only thing you'll end up doing wrong is choosing something that you don't want to use or you'll get overly ambitious and get a whole bunch of things and then some of them will just sit there or you'll feel like so I, I think just it's just trial and error and, and it's it's kind of fun picking it out and, and, and seeing what suits like some people like doing like their school all comes in a big box and then mm. they get everything that comes with them and you can do it that way. Or there's people that are creative like you, Joelle, <laughs> I think you would be so good at this oh. or you did. Remember you did that? that theme like tell me i did did i know my one one big day i'm gonna hang my hat on this for the rest of my life we did an africa day and so we did a deep dive into the history and geography and the food and the dancing and we did a whole thing on africa and some writing samples and art but then i got burnt out it's that thing you said i think i went too big and I need to dial it back and it's not sustainable but if it's in a book and they can follow along and I'm not having to hold their hand the whole way maybe it's better so anyway yes that's better but see you could do something like that here and there if you like it mm-hmm. that's not me as much and so but I think it's great and I wish it was more like that <laughs> I liked doing more outdoor things we did lots of lots of outdoor education and I still and I and I think it's helped them all the way yeah. along, but, and lots of, um, because they learn so much and then lots of reading to them when they're little again, like I mm-hmm. said, and then as they get older, they will read, they will naturally be interested in looking up stuff because they're not being forced to. So you, you have to help them. And there's certain things like my kids would not naturally do math. They would not naturally Mm-hmm. do writing and writing I know has been more of a struggle for me with the boys and so and then there's also co-ops and things where you can join with other parents although mm-hmm. right now like I said that is um I did that some as they you know as they get older or you can put them in certain classes um mm-hmm. and then sometimes you can go you can have a a it's it's like an umbrella school I think that you're under so they will file all your paperwork for you although in California you just file a private school affidavit and that it's not hard as long as you, you know, make sure you do that. And then you have to keep record of their attendance. And I mean, I keep samples of some of their work, but you don't, I don't, I don't think you ever have to. Hmm. So it's not, it's not hard, but you want to make sure, I mean, they, if you are spending time with them and they will be learning, I guarantee it. And they will be interacting and they will get so much socialization. Like that's not even a question. Yeah. And I've I've joined a bunch of Facebook groups for homeschooling just to see what's out there, just to see what people are doing. And there are these meetups, but yeah, it's all outdoors. It seems like they're starting to get them all together and, you know, nature walks and wearing masks and stuff like that. But it sounds like there's a big community that does that for the socialization. So that's kind of hopeful. Um, Oh, yeah. How do you go about, well, I guess, so 
legally, if, or I guess, yeah, if you look up the HSLDA, like you said, and get them to help you, they could probably set you up pretty easily. I've heard there's like tax oh, yeah. breaks or not, like depends on if you go through a charter school or not. Do you know so about charter that? schools, they, they, yes, they give you quite a bit, but you do have to, I, I can't, I'm not a good person to ask about charter schools. You'll have to talk to somebody that did one because I don't know too much about them. I know you get a certain amount of money and then you can put it towards the different things that you want to do, but I didn't do that. So, and then for tax breaks, we didn't get any because I, I could probably, cause we didn't go through a charter school. Yeah, I, I now I'm remembering. I read something that if you're holding a little cohort at your house, you can call it a school and you can write off part of your oh yeah home taxes. Yes. But if, I know people. Yes, if you're doing it for just your family, you can't. So something that's like right. That. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Now, what did the kids think of being homeschooled? Like, so sociologically, were they like, oh, that's weird, or were they happy to, or how did it affect them? personality wise and all that. I mean, I have my opinions. I think your kids are great and super well adjusted and friendly and adult seeming and very affectionate and wonderful. So I think whatever you did, you did it right. So I want to do it. Well, do? No, that's not, <laughs> thank you. It's true. By the grace of God, because, mm -hmm. but no, I think that when we did it, because it was in the, you know, it wasn't that long ago we started, there were so many people already homeschooling that mm -hmm. it wasn't um, like it was like with that stigma attached to it. Right. You know, back in the seventies and eighties. So I think for us, it was okay. Um, trying to think, I think it's so different now because so many people are homeschooling. So it's kind of a more of a normal thing, whether they're doing a charter school or anything, it's, it's so many people are homeschooling. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I know my oldest daughter wanted to go to, she wanted to go to high school at the very, um, her very last year. So she still did homeschooling, but she was, it was still kind of like a high school. So she was in the very last year of the public school system. Okay. But otherwise, the other ones haven't wanted to do that. Okay. And that was just based on her wants and needs. Like she just had that social thing that she wanted to to do, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember when you had um, Johnny going to labs and stuff too, because that'll come up once they hit high school, right? Like you have Oh, yeah. To do... All of them did. Yes. Jimmy yeah. did that too. They both loved that. So we didn't do as much science, although some people could at home. So we had a teacher that is, you know, close to our house and she holds classes. So it was just like a, it was at somebody's house, but she'd have about probably about 20 kids. And mm. so she would um, do the science class at her house, I which see. was easier for me than setting up um, a lab, which I wouldn't, I just wouldn't do, you know, yeah, like I would, you, yeah. Okay. It would get put on the back burner and then <laughs> that would be that. Yeah. Now, when you come to that choice of either putting them back in high school, like you did with your oldest daughter or of finding a private teacher, is that something HSLDA helps you with or by that point do you have a community you're just by asking that around? time you probably know so many people and there's yeah. so many classes like my oldest son he took quite a few of his classes his senior year from from another teacher a private teacher and she had him and then she had charter school she only had I think four students and she gave so oh, it's wonderful she gave so much attention he learned so much which because wow. he's 
favorite subject is not writing, mm -hmm. but she, he was, he did great in literature and he read the classics. Like he had his, he has his favorite classics author now, which wow. is George Eliot. And, and so that was, it worked out really well. So I did do classes with him with actually the four oldest ones. The only one that hasn't ever taken a class outside is my youngest one. Okay. Or no, he even took a PE class outside, which, oh, wow. which was fun. But yeah. yeah, so they all have done outside stuff, but it's all, you know, with homeschoolers. Yeah. We're sponsored by the Homeschool Buyers Co-op. Keeping my kids busy and on track with school has been overwhelming. There are a million choices online. That's why I'm so excited to find the Homeschool Buyers Co-op. They've done the work for me, researching and listing the best curriculum organized by grade level. And because of their large buying power, I get up to 90% off retail prices. They even have classifieds for used materials. So visit homeschoolbuyerscoop.org and use referral code WEANS to sign up for free and get 5,000 smart points towards your purchase. That's homeschoolbuyersco-op.org, referral code WEANS. Have fun. Now, what does a, a day in the life look like for you, if you don't mind me asking? Like, is it just morning and then by midday you guys are done? Or is it many hours? Like, what should oh, yeah, I expect? Oh, yeah. Well, it can be whatever you want. So, well, let's see. We could take one because it's all different. It all has changed, you know, since I have different the different ages and everything. But when I was, let's say, with when the girls were little and, and I had Johnny was little, mm -hmm. it was you would they would get up and it's still like that. Like they'd get up and I have them do their math. That's first thing um, mm -hmm. for the boys too. And then with the girls, the writing was easier. I have to be honest. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not been a strong subject with the boys. So then, but usually in the, after that we would do, try to do like a field trip and then we mm -hmm. would, or the, and that was the library. And then um, with the boys, we would sometimes go for a walk and then, it's it's also they would have to do their writing separate and then sometimes they would go to class so it's every day is kind of different but you mm -hmm. can set a lot of times a lot of people do their most of their major work in the morning I split mine up which I don't think has been the most effective but mm -hmm. we try to do um like because my youngest one still like does reading to me and so we still do that in the morning um and then uh science just comes like it depends like if I'm doing it with the younger ones we tend to do that in the afternoon mm -hmm. but with the other kids they would go to the science class so it just it just depends but you okay. could say I mean you just kind of incorporate into your day and there's so much they can do on their own but it, it, you're just there more to help them but once you get them going they will they will want to learn but you do have to have like some sort of structure that works for your family yeah, like how does that work? Were you like, okay, 8 a.m., 8.39, we're starting, 3 o'clock, we're done, even though it's loose within that time frame, or was it not even that? Yeah, we, well, I just, yes, well, we do, so we study, we do study Bible together, all, mm -hmm. the boys and I, like first thing in the morning, and I think, I can't remember if we did that with the girls like that, so we do that, and, and that will start our day like at 8.30, mm -hmm. and then, um, and then they go, and they do math, but I, I do try to give them breaks, especially the my youngest one, um, he has to go ride his bike for a little bit or just mm -hmm. something because especially little boys tend to get really restless. And so you give them like, okay, you have to go ride your bike and then he loves that or whatever, whatever they like to do or go play with the dog. Yeah. And then math and then 
outside stuff. I, mm-hmm. Again, I'm really big lunch, on outside stuff. Break. And sometimes they take their work outside. Yes, lunch break. Mm-hmm. They And of course, they have chores during the day. And then it's just a, depending on their age. Like, so I have a middle schooler and he is really good about just, he just does his work. Like he'll go from one thing to the next, like his mm-hmm. history and then he'll take a break and he has piano and then he'll take a break. So depending on their age, but my youngest one, I have to, I give him a list which works for him, but this isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I write down what he needs to get done and, and he can't do certain things till that list is complete. And he, he loves checking off his list and he gets it done. And then I'll see him and I'll say, Hey, did you get this done? And he goes, Oh yeah, of course I did that. You know? And so then, and then of course you have to check it. Yeah. Which I learned like sometimes. <laughs> this is our, our middle kids are so much the same, Allie. This is, you know, that we always compare our two middles. And they're, they're, they're close to me. Well, I guess our two youngest are closest in age, yes. but are, they're, they're only a few months apart too. Right. I know. It's funny. Yeah. But our two youngest are only, what, four days apart? Yes, four days <laughs> apart. At our old age, so, how do we do it? At our old age, babies, how, who would ever have thought? Oh, <laughs> we got it. to be pregnant together both times, but yeah. Yeah, I know. That was so funny. Okay, here was my other question testing and how do you know when you're done with a year and do you take vacations? Like what is that all about? Okay. So I just, because, and it's, there's no right or wrong. So we do continue somewhat through the summer. That's why it's hard for me to think about the school year right now. I'm thinking more about our summer schedule, but we are still doing a few things in the summer, Mm -hmm. but um, just to keep them, especially again with boys, they they just tend to kind of forget. But what. I do is I start after Labor Day, our official school, because, you know, we grew up like that and I like mm-hmm. that and I feel like we should have the whole summer. Yep. And then we stop right around, I don't know, right around the middle of June. We stop our, you know, normal okay. school. And then we tend to follow like the old fashioned breaks, which I think the school system, the public school system still does somewhat like mm-hmm. um, Christmas break for two weeks. Right. And or sometimes we may take an extra week here, but then we have to make up for it somewhere else. Oh, good. Okay. So th- that's the other thing is you can go like off season. You can go on, you know, go to different places during the week. There's so many benefits I, yeah. that, you know, like just and it makes your family, I think, makes you closer. Like I know with my husband, because he was a little apprehensive when we first started. Mm-hmm. He just he's so such a proponent of homeschooling now oh, and good. then um just because he helps and, and you do need that like you do mm-hmm. need help because it is it is a lot it's not a lot of work but it's a lot like where you can't do everything yourself you know like where you where you're all working together as a family mm-hmm. but I think that it helps with that but for for the breaks you just kind of just go along and, and we finish like the math book like you kind of try to go through and finish it and then the mm-hmm. science book okay Depending on your curriculum, you know. Right. But you always worked off a book to kind of get from front to back, plus or minus. I did just because it's for me, too, especially. I know some people can be more creative, but I like that. I like that just, you know, accountability. And some people need more accountability. Some people just are naturally so it depends. I, mm-hmm. I'm definitely a more accountability I need. <laughs> now, do you grade them? And then tell me about testing too. And like, how, how do you get to the next grade? How does it all work that way? Well, I just let them, you know, they finish, they tend to do pretty well because, because you see what they're doing wrong. So it's mm-hmm. not like, 
where you get like they they have tests well in the math books they have tests you can take or science they had tests Mm -hmm. but usually if they're doing the work they'll do pretty well so it wasn't like at school where somebody's falling behind because you're because you're watching them all the time right and so that wasn't you just kind of just keep going that's all you do I didn't really I wasn't big on the grades I mean sometimes but I know when they took the classes the teachers did more grading but as long as they were doing it and really making an effort Mm mm-hmm it would be, and mostly they did well. So it was the grit that was kind of, it just kind of fell into place. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, if they didn't try, then you could, you could use grit grades as a motivator. And sometimes some of the kids are more motivated by grades. Mm-hmm. Um, like my middle one, and I know your middle mm-hmm. one probably totally. too, because they like yep. getting the real good grades. And so that helps, but they see a lot of it was he, you know, they were taking the out, he was taking the outside class too for the big grades and for math, I mean, they miss like two, you know, and then we go over it and then mm-hmm. I give them a chance. But so it's, that, that's all I do for the grades. Mm-hmm. That's good. But you can set up like a point system or do whatever you want. But I didn't, after being a teacher, I didn't want to do all that. That's a lot of work on you. Yeah, that's, that's too much. Um, and is anyone overseeing like, okay, yes, they met the requirements and now they can go on to the next grade level? So that's why I have the umbrella school, because for me, no, nobody really is overseeing that Mm -hmm. um, unless you like with the private school affidavit thing, you just you're the one overseeing it. But that's why I did a teacher for me to do that, because just for that, again, again, the accountability. I really I really need that. Right. Okay. And then how about like SAT and all that good stuff and then college prep? Okay, so some of, so that, depending on where they want to go, so for my kids, all of them, well, no, I mean, just the first three, because I only have three that have done that, Mm -hmm. so one of them wants, he's just graduating this year, and um, he wants to go to a trade school, and then one of them is becoming a police officer, but she's doing it, like, working through the jail system, and then one of them started college and she's become a waitress. So she goes, you know, back and forth. So mm-hmm. if they want to go to college, like then you, then it's different. You do have to be more strict, especially mm-hmm. when they're in high school. Um, and then you want to make sure that they're taking certain classes. And so for my next one coming up, he does want to go to college. So I have to make sure that he meets certain requirements and we'll take the SATs. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to take that unless if they're going to go to a junior college or a trade school or, you know, if they're going to do something else, like go straight into a job or whatever they're going to be doing. Right. Because right now it's just been so funny, like with all of everything going on. But, right. but, I, but a lot of my friends' kids that homeschool went straight into a college and they took the SATs, I think junior year. So it was the same thing. And then they took SAT prep classes. But again, like mine was, mine were more wanting to do like work with their hands or work more in a trade school. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. And then, so to know which classes to take for that, you just kind of find your organization that will help you like your umbrella Yes. And I would go through the HSLDA for that because that's really important because especially because you don't want to get behind. But the thing of it is they're finding that lots of homeschoolers are scoring so much higher and they're, they want them in the colleges because they're, because they have learned how to think and how to find information and they're really good because they're not just following along with everybody. They really are good learners. So a lot of colleges, 
really want homeschoolers, but you have to, but yes, you have to make sure that you're diligent on that because otherwise, you know, you're going to put your child back two years while they have to go to junior college first. Right. But see, and that that was the other thing was my oldest son took classes at a junior college Mm -hmm. by us and they can do that as homeschoolers. And, And I think they can as high schoolers too, but as a homeschooler, they, and that was I don't remember, like a dollar a unit, I think. So he did take, he did take um, his language and then it counts for more and all that. That's great. At the junior college. Knock that out when you can and you're ahead of the game. Oh yeah. yeah. That worked out. That worked out really well. And he, he loved it. And it was, yes. So there's, and I know that some kids do that. And I know that there's another program I think it might only be in Washington and it's like where the homeschoolers can graduate by the time they're 17. Which wow. I don't know if that's, I mean, it's good for some people. I don't think it would have been good for mine necessarily, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, so there's all different kinds of things you can do. Yeah. Now, did they all have um, digital stuff going on? Did you have computers for everybody or was, were you more old school, like paper and books? And I was more old school, but that probably wasn't, I mean, well, so for my my son and for my daughters, when they took classes, they had to be on some, you know, mm-hmm. computer stuff. I was more old school because mm-hmm. I like it that way. And I like them having books and everything and learning that way. But I think also that is an important thing to consider in your right. school because there's so many people are learning that way, but they still can learn. And I think the later you introduce it, cause I know other families that have introduced it later. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that they learn better. The more you can keep them off of some of the computers and things, their attention spans better. Right. And, um, and they just, they're outside more They're It's just, they're healthier. They're more engaging when they right. talk. And I've noticed that with, cause I know that, some homeschoolers that use almost a lot of, you know, digital mm-hmm. and it, there's a difference. I mean, in any kit, not just homeschoolers, but right. so I think the more you get them like outside or really talking to people and not on anything, it, mm-hmm. there's a benefit to that. I love it. Yeah. That makes sense to me. It's, I'm seeing it already. My kids are these little digital zombies and they can barely have a conversation right now because yeah, I'm just like, do you think about, yeah, oh, I have no rules right now and I need to rein it back in. It's kind of gone, gone no crazy. they're not because I have been with them I haven't been with them for a while but they were not like that but it's just ed- anybody mine would be that way too when they're on stuff because you remember when even like when we would watch tv and then you get that like glazed yes. look on your face right. it's the same thing Go into so another that world. is yes and so you everybody all of us have to be careful of that you know yeah. but no they're but your kids are not they're just they just like all of them have that mm. you know tendency when they're we do too as adults. Yeah, I know. We do too. I, Joelle, Joelle, hello. Uh, yeah. Well, Allie, this is amazing. You've given me so much information. This makes me feel so much better about maybe doing it. I. It doesn't seem that daunting anymore. You've laid it out really well. Oh, Joelle, it, you could do it. So you would be so good at it. You would be, you could, oh, you would, well, I, I know you. I know I can do my garden classes, that part I know, and I can do... And a unit on Africa, but as for the other stuff, I'm not sure. You can do but all of it. You're giving me confidence. This is good. Uh, oh, I know you can. You, the only thing is, like, you just say, okay, to, now you've got to get your math done, and then we can go do this. And then, right. but you will, you would, you would enjoy it. You would be, you would thrive, and so would your kids. Oh, I know that already. Yeah, we'll see. I, discipline might be an issue, but I guess if we just have real nice black and white rules and. 
that sort oh, yeah. of thing. Keep them on track. <laughs> we do. We go through different things like a chart or this or that. But yeah, yeah. but it does help too. And just having the structure. That's one thing that mm-hmm. I kind of lack sometimes or I change, but you can change it too. Like there's no reason. So you just try to use different things. And I think that's what a lot of homeschoolers end up doing is mm-hmm. they, you know, maybe find one curriculum for this and one for that. And there's no, there's no perfect thing. It's what works the best for your family. And you really, if you stick with it, stick with it for at least two years, because the first year is a huge adjustment. Okay. But you already have, most people have done it because of that, because I know. everybody's it's, going into their second year because of this COVID right. now. It's been so forced on us time. to a degree. Well, and I just watched the slide happen where they were fine in the beginning. And then as, as I backed off, they started to back off too. So it's just being involved and it's going to be a commitment, yeah. but I think it's doable. I don't know. I'm thinking about it more and more. Um, oh, you could well, do it. Yeah. Do you think, Allie, you could put together maybe a list of curriculum that you've used and like that I could post later for people that might be interested? If you oh sure even remember anything like that, just things that have worked that you like. Because I don't know, it'd be nice to hear from a seasoned person for all of us newbies out there who might be starting. Um, oh yeah, I could tell you mine, and I could give you some of the ones that other people have liked too. Really? Oh, that'd but, be great. Yes, yeah, that would be yeah. Because I mean. There's there's so many different ones. And even there's even a math that I use teaching textbooks, which I really like. Mm-hmm. It's computer based. But we don't use the computer part because, well, I mean, when the kids get high enough into it, then you I have to because I don't remember some of my mm-hmm. algebra too or geometry. But yeah. um, but mostly you can go through it with them. So you can either have them on the computer and they just answer like that or you can have them just write it out. So there's mm-hmm. different options even within the curriculum. Okay. Wow. Allie, you're the best. I love you so much. And your kids are great. Your family's great. You've done a fine, fine job. I love them. (laughs) But I I really think you'd like homeschooling. I mean, you might as well. well, I know, right? I don't have many choices here. All right. Well, I'll let you go. I know we all have to get on to our things. I'm off to soccer and you're probably off to making some dinner. But I love you, Allie. And I will call, call you soon. I'll follow up with all this good stuff. But Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gives you a little bit more clarity. I myself feel a lot better about this decision if I choose to make it, which is really coming up. Um, I will put everything in the show notes that Allie sends me as far as different ideas and curriculum links, things like that, and try to help us all out as we make this big decision coming up. I'd like to give a big shout out to Unpredictably Us podcast, Christy and Athena. We love you guys. They are two moms going through life's adventures and they don't know where they're going to take them. They're really fun, sweet, funny great stories. So please do listen Unpredictably Us podcast. Thank you to everyone for all that you do for our podcast. We appreciate all the content you're sending, questions, interactions, and the listenership. We love our patrons as well. So if you'd like to hear this episode without commercials, please go to patreon.com backslash mouse and weens and you can find everything there. Thank you to our new patron, Alexander. You are the best. You are helping keep us afloat. Everything costs monthly to keep this train running. So we appreciate it so much. We also put things on YouTube. So check us out there and please subscribe. And we have merchandise on our website, uh, mouseandweens.com. So we have masks, if anyone would like some, some tank tops, t-shirts, even socks. Check it out. All right, thanks. And until next time, see you later.
Things are looking gray. Clouds roll by each day. Can't see through the air. Fog won't go away. Even though it seems we're living in a dream, things aren't as bad as they seem. Things are looking grim. Lights are growing dim. When we're here without, we must look within. Even though we're in the middle of a sea, things aren't as bad as they seem. Things are just a little out of whack, but soon the world will fall back into place. Until then, I'd love to fix your mask. Then long to see the rest of your face. So when the world is blue, there's no looking through. Life is but a dream. This has all come true. Even though the moon still shines all her beams. We still have to wait for a vaccine. Things may not be great, but let's not overstate. Things aren't as bad as they seem. Things aren't as bad as they seem.